What's up, everybody? I am back. Shooting the Schmidt is back. Jonathan Smith is back on the podcast scene. Well, kind of. Uh, if you haven't heard, I took a new job in Indianapolis, so I've just been getting accustomed and acquainted to living here and doing a podcast now with the CBS Sports Radio Station up here. So haven't completely left the podcast game, but we're back here on Shooting the Schmidt, and it's going to look a little bit different before I get into everything, let me just give you a quick little rundown. So basically the idea is I'll be coming at you with a Shooting the Schmidt 10-minute take five days a week, Monday through Friday, obviously starting today. So, you know, you, you got a short drive to work tomorrow or I guess every day of the week. Feel free to slide over here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, and take a listen for about 10 minutes. And the NBA All-Star Game just ended a couple hours ago, a few hours ago. And so what I want to talk about today is what is the biggest storyline heading into the NBA season post all-star break. And it's not really much of a question. It lit up the Twitter verse right when it happens. It lit up the entire NBA community. It lit up the entire sports talk community. That is the blockbuster trade made by the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers right before the trade deadline. And look, I'm not even going to bore you with all the extra details, but basically, as you know, they have swapped James Harden for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and DeAndre Drummond. And it is one of these very few cases in the NBA where teams make a trade and your immediate thought is both teams got better. Usually there's a winner and there's a loser, but I truly believe that both teams here in this situation they are both winners, truly. I will stand by that. And for, for two reasons. First of all, when we look at the Philadelphia 76ers, they get exactly what they need in a playmaking guard and a guy like James Harden who is able to create for players. You know, he's had times in his career where he's, where he's averaged well over eight assists a game, maybe breaking into that 10, 11 range. So he's more than capable of running an offense and setting guys like Joel Embiid up. And obviously he can score. That's what he's known for, one of the best one-on-one scores in NBA history. The patented Harden step back that may or may not be a travel. Yeah, that's what he does, right? He scores. And now, since he's got a healthy Joel Embiid and this co-stars he's supposed to play with, they're actually going to be there. Not like in Brooklyn where Kevin Durant's hurt and Kyrie can't play half the games because he won't get vaccinated and all that. He's going to have a star to play to play alongside night in and night out, taking some of the pressure off of him allowing him to save some of that energy for the playoffs, right? Because this is what we've seen these past few years. He gets to the playoffs, and he just runs out of gas. Now he won't be playing one-on-one every possession. He'll be able to dump the ball off to Joel Embiid in the low post and take breaks offensively throughout games, which I think will add up over the course of the rest of the season to allow him to have plenty of energy come playoff time where the Philadelphia 76ers now fully expect – to at a minimum, at a minimum, win the East. But honestly, let's be honest here. They expect to win an NBA championship, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. You know, they're losing a lot of depth with Drummond and Seth Curry also going to Brooklyn in this deal. And Tobias Harris is the third scoring option. Do we really like that? Like, if we're honest with ourselves, do we really say, you know what? Third option, Tobias Harris. I'm confident in that guy. So I'll be honest with you, I I certainly do not. But then again, 
you know, you do have James Harden and Joel Embiid, right? Joel Embiid playing at an MVP level right now. So he definitely gives you a lot of hope in terms of a superstar who can carry your team. And we know what James Harden does. We know about his ability to score the basketball. We know about his ability to set up his teammates. There's still plenty of shooting. Defensively, they're going to be really good. They still have Matisse Thybul. They didn't have to give him up, which is huge, especially when, you know, your backcourt is going to feature a guy like James Harden who can't play defense to save his life. Having a guy like Thybul who can defend the best perimeter player for the opposing team come playoff time, especially since, you know, they're probably going to be playing the Nets at some point. And if you make it to the finals, you're probably going to see the Warriors or the Suns, so you need someone to defend Curry or Booker if you make it that far. Having a guy like Matisse Thibault is huge. The fact that they didn't have to give him up, because Brooklyn was pushing for him hard there at the start. The fact that they didn't have to give him up is absolutely huge for them. Now, let's look at the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm so excited for them. I think I'm more excited about the Brooklyn part of this trade than I am the 76ers part, just simply because we're going to get to see Ben Simmons do what he does best. He's not going to be the number two scoring option. He's going to be the third scoring option, which means he's going to get to spend time rebounding, playing excellent defense at a defensive player of the year level, which he's done every year except for his rookie year. He's been an outstanding defender, so he's going to defend, set up his teammates, and rebound and run because he's one of the best players in the league when he's out on a fast break. Rebound, run, defend. That is exactly what Ben Simmons Simmons does. He's also an exceptional passer. Him running the screen and roll with Kevin Durant is going to be absolutely incredible, right? His ability to pass coming off of the short roll is going to be a lot of fun. And because he's rolling to the rim, you don't have to worry about him taking a jump shot. He's not going to have to take jump shots. That's what Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to do. It's going to be so much fun to watch. And I really think he's going to flourish in this role, not only because... Is it a better fit for him? But also, he's got this chip on his shoulder, right? Like, certainly, he's got some kind of chip on his shoulder, right? You know, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, basically throw him under the bus. He doesn't like it. And so he says, you know what? I'm not going to play. And he sits out in the media, has criticized him. They've called him a baby. They have just gone on and on and on and on and on about Ben Simmons this and how he can't shoot and he can't do this. And now he's going to be in a situation where he truly gets to play to his strengths. And that is going to be so much fun to watch. The way he's going to compliment Kyrie and Kevin Durant is going to be just incredible to watch. And on top of this, I think that the dealing of DeAndre Drummond, or Andre Drummond, excuse me, is so underrated, right? Because obviously we see Seth Curry. Oh, man, they're adding another shooter alongside Joe Harris and Kevin Durant. And golly, the shooting is going to be crazy. But in addition to a lack of defensive presence that the Nets had before they acquired Ben Simmons, they didn't rebound very well, right? They're one of the smaller teams in the NBA, a lot of guards, a guy in Kevin Durant who can rebound well when he wants to, but let's be honest, it's the regular season. He doesn't really want to do that. And right now, since the Nets are an eight seed, the scariest eight seed at an all-star break that we've ever seen, you don't even have to do research and you know that that's true, right? (laughs) Um, Now they've added a guy in DeAndre Drummond who is – one of the greatest rebounders we've ever seen, right? I mean, he's a guy who I believe he's averaging 14 rebounds a night right now, which is, you know, I believe that's second to only Rudy Gobert. And so he's adding depth kind of on that front line. He's a guy now who, if you need to go big, right, when you play against the 76ers, you actually have a little bit of size to throw at Joel Embiid, which is going to be huge in that series. And it is circled on everybody's calendar. 
if something happens and the Bulls like upset the 76ers or the Nets, the NBA world is going to be so upset. They're going to be so disappointed. Or wouldn't it be crazy if the Bucks and the Bulls both, you know, went on some crazy run? I wouldn't call it a crazy run because both of those teams are definitely championship caliber. But what if they both shocked the world and they eliminated the 76ers and the Nets and we got a Bulls, Bucks, Eastern Conference Finals? I think that would be so funny. I think that would that would be incredible. There's no other word for it. But anyway, back to the 76ers and the Nets. I mean, we are running towards a Clash of the Titans kind of thing, so to speak, where this huge blockbuster trade that has helped both teams tremendously. We're going to get to see it all play out, hopefully over the summer in the playoffs, seeing how these two teams duel it out. Hopefully, you know, the New York mayor will adjust the vaccine mandate or whatever they have going on there in New York so that Kyrie Irving can start to play more consistently so that we can see Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving fully gelled together. Because that, that's the thing, right? I think you know, if these two teams do play down the road, there's going to be this question of who has the who has built this better chemistry. And I do think that Harden and Embiid are going to play really well together. And look, like, let's be honest, I think it's easier to get two guys to gel, one who's a guard and one who's a center. Those guys are going to gel quicker just because they're going to be able to play off of each other. I think it's easier to figure that out. Whereas in Brooklyn, you we still have three guys who like to handle the ball, right? And so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Ben Simmons is probably going to be the one to take the back seat there. But at the same time, it could be interesting to see how quickly both of these teams gel now with these new players. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. 10-minute takes. Like I said, we're going to try and keep it around 10 minutes. Sometimes it'll be 9. Sometimes it'll be 11. You know, we'll just kind of see what happens. But, yeah, thank you so much. Like I said, I am back. Shooting the Schmidt is back. 10-minute takes coming at you every day, Monday through Friday. Make sure you tune in again tomorrow morning where I will be talking to y'all about who really knows what. It'll probably be NBA-related again. I can't wait to get into it. So once again, this is Jonathan Smith, and this has been Shooting the Schmidt.